The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to a Product Spotlight episode of the MarTech Podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about an analytics tool called PodSites that is helping marketers evaluate their return on investment in the fastest growing channel in marketing, podcast advertising. PodSites is a cross-channel podcast advertising analytics and attribution technology that helps data-driven marketers measure the success of their audio marketing efforts. And joining us today is one of our show sponsors, Sean Creeley, the founder of PodSites. Prior to developing the underlying technology at PodSites, Sean has held a variety of engineering roles at innovative technology companies, including Intel, and he also founded Embedly, which was sold to Medium in 2016. This is Sean's second startup, and he's going to walk us through why podcast analytics is important and how PodSites works. Here is our interview with founder of PodSites, Sean Creeley. Sean, welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you here. I'm excited to talk about podcast advertising. Obviously, this is a topic that's near and dear to my heart, and it's always great to have a sponsor of the show with us. First off, thank you for supporting the show, and talk to us a little bit about why you're focused on the podcast advertising space. It's an incredibly interesting space, to be completely honest with you. Podcasting has obviously been around for a very long time in many shapes and forms, but what you're seeing now is sort of a real growth period in the industry. People like yourself that are finding niches in the space and doing really well. The problem is the industry as a whole lacks great tools for marketers. It's crazy to spend, you know, some of these campaigns are $100,000 or more. And what they're getting in return is a download number. Your episodes got 100,000 or a million downloads, which if you look at how the data-driven marketers of the world are buying on Facebook, they're buying on Google, they're used to a dashboard that they can come into any day of the week and figure out who's buying from Ohio at 2 o'clock in the morning on a Tuesday. That doesn't exist in podcasting. So what we're trying to do is bridge the gap between audio advertising and the digital world that people are accustomed to. You are talking a language that describes what is keeping me up at night. (laughs) As a podcaster and as somebody that uses podcast advertising, I pound the table and preach that the medium of podcasting is the most effective way for marketers to reach an audience. It can be incredibly targeted, but the problem with the landscape is there is no click. 
So you don't get direct attribution like you're used to with your social media advertising, with your display advertising, with your search advertising. It is basically a hybrid between traditional advertising, the radio, television, and digital advertising. You get the targeting, you don't get the attribution. So really that's the problem that your company is trying to solve. It's bridging the gap between somebody hearing your message and what activity they take in a digital world. Absolutely. But there's two parts to podcast advertising. One is the ad recall. You want someone conveying your message to an audience that trusts them already. This is influencer marketing, which is, you know, the Kim Kardashians of the world, but on a smaller scale and niche topics. I like to consider myself the Kim Kardashian of the MarTech community. <laughs> As you should. <laughs> Thank you. The second is we've seen conversion rates that hold with click-through rates, which was surprising to us. So if you look at, you know, especially display, we continue to find conversion rates that are higher than display advertising, which sort of makes sense, where we'll see 1% to 2%, especially on brand advertising. When it goes to DR advertising, it's actually higher. We've seen between 3 and upwards to 5% of people will go to win, which makes sense because they have an offer code in hand and they understand that they're going to get something out of this relationship. So that's the hybrid that we like is that it's both influencer and it still can produce results. Unlike if you talk about random Instagram influencer ads, it's completely different from a conversion rate standpoint. I want to break that apart a little bit and talk about it. So first off, you're comparing podcast advertising to influencer advertising, right? I've built an audience. There are other podcasters out there that have credibility with the people that are listening to the show. And by them talking about your products or services, even in an advertorial or an advertising format, you get the inferred credibility of the host. That is very much like influencer marketing. When somebody sees an influencer holding a product, they must think it's cool. Exactly. And even though it's hard to track, that doesn't mean it doesn't work. Now, on the flip side, you're also giving us the equivalent of click-through metrics. And you're saying, okay, when somebody hears an ad, here's what the equivalent of the click-through conversion rate is. Let's talk about at a fundamental level what Podsites is, which is the ability to understand what the connection between someone who listened to an episode and then somebody who took a digital activity, how are you able to connect the dots between somebody downloading my podcast, then listening to it, and then going to a website which I don't own? Sure. We have two integration points. One, we integrate with your hosting provider. So for MarTech, it's Art19. But we've also done integrations with Megaphone, AdsWiz, Acast, Libsyn, Simplecast, all the hosting providers in the space. So the goal here is that if you're buying off of any host, you should be able to get the same amount of data off of it. So we built all those integrations to make it work seamlessly anywhere. The second is we have a pixel that lives on the brand site. And this is very similar to the Facebook pixel or the Twitter pixel where brand sets it up once and they forget about it. We track page views and we also track purchases and, and leads and a few other sites. But from the purchase event, we get discount codes. From the view event, we get custom URLs. We have a big old giant engine in the back end that looks at sort of the millions of data points on both sides and tries to basically match up a listener with a site visit and subsequent purchase. So help me understand... I get that there's two data integrations, right? You're getting information from the podcast. What IP is downloading a specific episode, right? That's coming from the podcaster's host. And then you're going to the advertiser, the brand side, and you're building something into their website. But how do you connect a download to whatever the pixeled event is on that company's website? We use IP matching and user agent matching as well. 
IPs are inherently noisy, inherently messy, and our whole job is to find signal in that noise. So first we look at basically direct IPs is what we refer to them as. This is your Comcast home IP that doesn't change all that often. If you download it at home and then you go to the brand site at home, there's a very high probability that the two are related, that you listen to the episode and that you then actually visited the brand site. The next we use cross-device data. So there's a number of providers out there that they're basically pattern matching. You as an individual have a routine throughout the day. You get up, you check your phone, you download a podcast episode, you head on the train, then you get to work, you bring your phone along and it's connected to the same networks. Let me clarify. I'm a podcaster. I never leave the house. (laughs) Most people leave the house eventually. So these cross-device providers will say like, hey, this IP address, we've seen a device at this IP address and this IP address and tries to cross-link them together to give people an idea of what devices are connected to what networks and what users are, are at those networks. So we use these signals to see if you downloaded it at home and you visited the brand site at work, we can catch some of those people that way. And these are services like Drawbridge, and there's a couple other people that are basically using IP pattern matching to try to create a set of device profiles to understand all of your devices and locations. Exactly. So TapPad is another one. LiveRamp has a version of this. A few others out there. They're sort of ubiquitous in the ad tech at this point. Like everybody uses one of them because they're just incredibly helpful of figuring out what devices are hooked up to what home IPs. The last we do is sort of the noisy AT&T is is terrible about putting like thousands of users through the same IP addresses. So we do short attribution windows and make sure it's the same device. So this is you playing on your phone while you're listening to a podcast episode and bam, you go to the brand site immediately. We also use a deterministic model after that. So if we see a conversion rate at the direct, we expect that to hold or increase across the rest of the IP maps. And then we layer on top of that discount codes and custom URLs as well to give you a holistic approach. Are we going to catch 100% of people? No, we're not. But most smart marketers aren't buying one podcast ad in one podcast. What they're doing is that they're testing a number of different podcasts and a number of different episodes and a number of different creatives. And directionally, we are incredibly good at telling you which podcasts are converting and at what rate. So you mentioned before what some of the conversion rates are, right? You're capturing the conversions for the vast majority of the user base. It is not a perfect solution. You're trying to do IP matching. You're not going to catch everyone. But you're estimating or you're triangulating around what the equivalent of a click-through rate is. So talk to me about what, in the podcast advertising landscape, what do you think an average click-through rate is for a, what I'm calling a click-through rate, by that I mean somebody that listens and then winds up on the advertiser's website. Yeah, we called it a listen-through rate for a while and everybody hated it. So we just went back to straight conversion rates. Oh, really? I like listen-through. You can talk to the guys that I work with because I've been making that argument for months now. I mean, the equivalent in display is a view through, right? Yeah. And somebody that has viewed the ad and then gone to the website, but did not necessarily click the display ad. I'm calling it a listen through for the rest of this podcast. What is the listen through rate of a brand advertisement? And the example is you come on to my show and say, here's Podsites. Here's what it's for. Check out Podsites.com. There is no vanity URL and there is no redemption code. So what we like to see is around 1%. 1% to 2% is excellent on those. We've seen as low as half a percentage point. What we have found is that most brands are not just advertising in podcasts. They're also doing digital and they're also doing social and they're doing a bunch of other things. There's some effect, and I keep forgetting the name, is like once you hear something and then you start seeing it everywhere. 
Well, podcast advertising has that effect for digital. So we have found that a lot of the attribution we're getting is from people that are hearing the ad, and then they're actually clicking through from other sources, Facebook display, etc. A number will come direct. Technically, Google comes first and then direct and then through these other advertising networks, because they're hearing the ad and then starting to see that brand everywhere and then going to check it out. So the range is about half a percent listen through rate to 2% when you're brand advertising. And to put that in context, I think we would all be pretty dang happy with a 1% click through rate on an ad in Facebook. Yeah, obviously Google searches has one of the best click through rates. But yeah, we did a post on this to try to compare the two. Brand advertising still beats out display in a few other places, hands down LinkedIn and clobbers as well. But obviously DR advertising clobbers brand advertising as well. So talk to me about the difference between the direct response advertising campaigns listen through rate and what a brand advertising listen through rate would be. So those we've seen as low as two and even less, but good ones around the three to four to five percent range. And again, it's because they have an offer code in hand. Someone's told them to go try it out. They've given them a discount to go try it out. They're going to go try it out. Frequency and overlap also plays into that equation as well. Frequency increases purchasing behavior. Overlap increases purchasing behavior as well. So if they're hearing the same thing from multiple different hosts on multiple different podcasts, they're more apt to actually make a purchasing decision than if they just hear it once on one podcast. Do you have any sense of how much frequency somebody needs to hit their optimal conversion rate? It depends on the brand and it depends on the individual. We like to see it above two. We have found that around a 2.5 or 2.2 to 2.5 is actually better than a 1.5, which means that people are hearing it more like three times before they're actually doing a purchasing behavior than one or two. Yeah. So to be conservative, you want somebody to hear your podcast, not just download it, but actually hear it three times to get into the range of your optimal likelihood of conversion. Right. And to be honest, one of the reasons why that happens as well is because the people that are hearing it three times are more loyal to your podcast as well. So they trust you a little bit more. I'm sure that there's some sort of component of recognition and recall after hearing multiple impressions. Exactly. I mean, what the display side is like, what, seven times before they do anything? Podcasting is definitely lower. And again, all this is new to the podcasting space. So it's a very interesting from our perspective of seeing this data to educate new brands because we think that more people should be in podcast advertising, but they just struggle with the data side of it. You know what scares the shit out of me? Everybody in the podcast landscape, myself included, is selling on downloads, right? And I can go and say, hey, Sean, we had 37,000 downloads last month. That's a big figure. We must have a huge audience. But a download is not a listener and a listener is not a listen and a listen is not a listen through or a click. So it's very hard right now for podcasters to say, here's the value that I'm going to bring you. And that is both a good and a bad thing for the podcaster's perspective. When people have attribution, it shines a light on what's working and what isn't. And so there's a lot of risk for the podcast community saying, hey, look, I am able to drive a successful business selling on a download basis, right? I can sell the equivalent of, for display, a million impressions, but if people start looking at this at a pure click basis, it's going to be a less impressive number. Are you finding that podcasters are hesitant to integrate attribution technology? Oh, hell yeah. This is not like a fun game we play with everybody. Like A lot of times people hate us because they view us as a tool that is going to ruin their business. 
And it's not just podcasters, it's ad agencies, it's sometimes even the buyers themselves, because we're taking this pristine sale coming from just a purely like, look at how good we're going to make your brand look to, oh, and we'd also like to see that it worked. And it scares them. It scares the hell out of them. We have a 100% retention rate of brands that have executed campaigns with pop sites, meaning that every single time they come back or they increase their buy. And that's because they now have a set of data that they can use to validate this upstream to the people that they report to that podcasting is a valid channel and that it's working. I'm doing the math in the back of my head, right? We're at 37,000 downloads last month at the time this podcast was recorded. And if I'm doing a direct response advertising campaign, I could deliver somebody 50,000 ad impressions between a pre and a post roll per month. If we're taking a 5% conversion rate off of those ad plays, I'm looking at 2,500 clicks max that I'm driving somebody, 50,000 impressions, right? Some of those are pre, some of those are post. So let's say it's somewhere between 1,250 to 2,500 visitors to your site for a podcast advertising campaign. Obviously, everybody's business is going to be different in terms of evaluating whether that's worthwhile. And I don't even know what the conversion rates are for my show, because honestly, we haven't flighted my campaign yet for this podcast. And then we're going to be testing it here. So eventually, we'll have to come back and talk about how the campaign actually performed. But that's not the only reason why people are on podcasts. Talk to me about what some of the value is for people outside of just direct response and the click. Sure. We don't actually encourage people to talk too much about downloads these days when it comes to podcasting. We feel that's a failed argument just because of the changes in the spec and nobody trusts anybody's download numbers. We encourage you to change the conversation and talk about experience, about user journeys. For example, here, you know your audience really well. You've talked to them for hours upon hours and they trust you and they listen to you. What we want you to do is introduce our brand to your listeners in a very positive light to encourage people to come. We also add retargeting on top of that. So we can, through social advertising and other digital forms, we can retarget your listeners on other different devices and different ad networks. So we're creating this beautiful journey here where you have the nice ad recall of a podcast ad with that strong influencer marketing and go into digital streams as well. So it makes it a little bit more actionable for that listener that may not come immediately, but they may remember you talking about the brand and then they'll find you on retargeting. By the time that these people show up on our site, they're in a nice tight package ready to really learn about what we have to offer just because they've seen it on multiple different locations. Wait, wait, wait a second. We totally buried the lead. You can create a retargeting audience off of a podcast. So because you're able to basically match the end user to a podcast download, you can then build social retargeting audiences. Correct. And this is the whole idea of these cross-device providers. They hand back mobile ad identifiers associated with household IPs. So from these mobile ad identifiers, we're able to create custom audiences on Facebook, Twitter, you name the digital network, and retarget those people with social ads that reinforce what you've already heard on through audio. We've done tests on these as well, and they perform awesome. So where I was saying what scares the shit out of me earlier is, hey, I'm selling this big download number, and that sounds really impressive, but now I can actually whittle it down to what the conversions are, and it's obviously going to be a much smaller audience of the number of downloads to the people that are downloading, the actual people that are going to visit a site. Now I'm selling against a much smaller audience. 
But on the flip side, I'm able to build a retargeting campaign to take all of my listeners or the vast majority of them because the mobile ad identifiers aren't perfect, but I'm able to take the vast majority of the people that are listening to the podcast and continually retarget them with products, brands, promotions, other content where before I was selling, hey, this is my podcast, you should buy podcast advertising from me, and it's a huge number of downloads, I'm not sure how many clicks it's going to drive. Now I could say, I know how many clicks it's going to drive, and on top of the direct response conversions, I also have a retargeting pixel for the entire audience that you can continue to market to. So I have the ability to drive the direct response conversions through my social channels, which I didn't have the ability to do before. Yeah, I mean, you can come sell for us if you'd like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to work on the podcast advertising channel, but hopefully this gets a couple other people interested in what you're doing. But that's the sort of the idea here is that selling a download sucks. Everybody hates it. It's just the worst because you have to explain what a download is, etc. What we encourage people to do is to sell based off of your brand, what you've accomplished as a podcaster, and that you have a loyal audience and that they convert. And you've shown that they convert for other brands as well. And you have the ability to lease this audience in a social retargeting world as well to build a complete package for an advertiser rather than just the download number. Talk to me about the cost of pod sites. How are you monetizing the service? We actually charge the publisher. We don't charge the brand. It's generally still built into the campaign cost, but it's about a buck ninety-five CPM. So slightly less than two dollars CPM per attribution. This tends to be a small part of the actual campaign, uh, less than five percent. So you're charging, in this case, the podcaster, and they're paying, let's round up and say two dollars per thousand downloads. So for my show, if I'm at forty thousand downloads. Now we're looking at 80 bucks for the month. And that is to provide the brands with the ability to track their conversions for the podcast. Correct. Okay. Sean, I got to be honest with you. I'm in. I'm sold. You got me. I would love to move away from selling downloads. And as impressive as the total number of downloads sounds, it is not necessarily an accurate representation of how many listeners or what the value that you're going to bring to brands. But on the flip side, what as a podcaster, I would be losing from not being able to sell to the highest number that we have, which is the download, is the ability to retarget an audience and drive more conversions through cross-channel marketing. What are the other questions that people are asking you about the service? It's less about what we can do as far as the service. It's more about how do I get started with podcast advertising? That's the majority of what we help with these days is to just straight educate people on how to buy a podcast advertising from the mechanics of CPMs to how to negotiate with hosts to how to complete that buy and then at the tail end, how to actually measure the effectiveness. Podcasting as a whole in the advertising space is going to continue to expand, but we need to bring more brands to the table and teach them how to properly execute a campaign without you know, having them fall on their face. And we see this a lot. Churn is a huge problem in podcast advertising. So we'd love to help with you with your first campaign. So you can come to podsites.com slash martech, and we'll have some offers there for educational, and we'd love to work with you on a campaign. 
I think the takeaway here is that if you are a podcast advertiser and you're trying to better understand what the conversions of your ad campaigns look like, Podsites is a solution that can help you, whether your brand or running direct response campaigns, understand what I'm calling listen-through rate, what some people might call the click-through rate, however you want to figure it out, and the number of people that are listening, how many of them are getting to your websites. And for the podcasting community, for me, this is a no-brainer. For a show my size, paying 80 bucks a month to be able to build a retargeting audience and reach my listeners through social media, through any sort of other display campaign, native campaigns as well. So Sean, I'm really excited to be able to test pod sites. I know that you're a sponsor of the MarTech podcast, which I'm greatly appreciative, but had you not been a sponsor, I still would have been excited to be able to figure out who's listening to my show and how to retarget them and how to provide more value to our sponsors. So thanks for coming on the show and telling everybody about your services. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Okay. That wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Sean Creeley, the founder of PodSites, for joining us and for being a sponsor of the MarTech Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about Sean, you can click on the link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can shoot him a tweet at S-Creeley, S-C-R-E-E-L-E-Y. If you're interested in learning more about podcast advertising and analytics, head over to podsites.com slash martech, and you can use the discount code martech to have your first campaign flighted for free. If you're a subscriber to the MarTech Podcast, thanks for being a member of our community. We always want to hear from you, so we created benjshap.com slash question, where you can send us your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. My handle is benjshap on LinkedIn and on Twitter. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this week. So click the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. Or if you'd prefer to have our content delivered to your inbox, we also have a once a week newsletter, which has links to our audio players, episode summaries, and contact information for our guests. To subscribe, go to benjshap.com slash newsletter. Okay, that's it for today. Thanks again to Sean Creeley, the founder of Podsites, for joining us. And until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.